guys. Welcome to another episode of Reality Shades with Tamika and Jessica. Oh, welcome to the show, Dominique, the weight loss coach. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so let's start this off really good. All right. So with that being said, it's Dominique. Dominique. No what was no I said? Dominique. Dominique. Mm-hmm. I made you real hood, huh? Go ahead. <laughs> nah, this, you know what's crazy? This is actually why I go by Coach Dom because everybody says Dominique. Yeah. So it's just real simple. Dominique. 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 Okay. Dominique. Yeah. I like that. I like that version. That who did that? Your mama or your dad? See, that was rude. I'm sorry. You're right. That's not you're you're the original. Sorry. Dang. Uh, but who thought of that, your mom or your dad? Um, so my dad, uh, I don't know my dad. That's a whole other topic. But oh, okay. The story I was told was that my dad wanted to name me Damien. Mm. This is back in the 80s. I'm 32. So this is back in the 80s, like right around the time The Omen came out. My, my mother didn't want to be wanted me to name after the devil. So she named me Dominic. <laughs> exactly. And Dominic means child of God. So. Okay. I love that. Nice to know. Well, go on and tell us about yourself. You know uh, where you're from and how did you get started with training? Okay, so I was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Raised in South Bronx, New York. Moved Uh around a lot. Um, I joined the army at 18, and by 19, I was in Iraq. Came back at 21. I was in Iraq again. Came back, and then 23, I was in Afghanistan. So okay. at this point, I was I was just tired, and of course, in the army, we train people all the time, right? Yeah. So um, it, it took a while for me to gather the courage to train people um, virtually, because training people in person is really easy, right? Yeah. But doing it virtually is really hard. Um, but just with a lot, a lot of reading, um, a lot of praying, a lot of guidance. I was able to transition from that to what I'm doing now, which is literally being an international coach. I have clients in Germany, Canada, all over. Wow. So, I mean, like, how did you get started? Like, in the Army or...? Yeah, so so I started at eight. I'm pretty sure y'all have seen the picture of me before. At 160 pounds, yeah. So when I joined the Army, I thought, you know, I was going to come out looking like G.I. Joe. (laughs) That didn't happen. You know what I mean? I came out looking smaller, right? Yeah. So I did what, what most of us do. You know, we either go to the magazines, we go to YouTube, we go to, yeah. you know, the person that we thinks in shape, right? We ask mm-hmm. for their advice. So I did that and I would get different answers every single time, you know? So I got frustrated and then I said, let me just go to the source. So I became a trainer myself right. and I learned nothing. Mm. <laughs> I learned nothing. So I went back, got my bodybuilding certification, then went for nutrition, and then, like, before you know it, I have, you know, nine certifications now. Oh, you have it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, because cause I've always had a, a thirst for knowledge, and I don't like not knowing things. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very competitive, right? And I'm in a competitive market. I mean, the fitness right. world is very, very competitive. Now, I could have easily just, you know, jumped on a cycle of steroids, got real buff, yeah. and you know what I mean? Uh, got my jawline a little more, more, more. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not the route I wanted to take. So because I didn't want to 
jeopardize my body in order to compete with what y'all see now. Yeah. I said, what's one thing that people can't compete with? Nobody's going to, not nobody, but very few people are going to do what I did. Very You're few right. people are going to do You're absolutely stuff. right. So me being, in my opinion, a very smart person, I use what God gave me to my advantage. And it's, it's worked. You know, it's going to keep working. You know, yeah, don't, don't, don't try to compete with the world. Compete with yourself. Right. Because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would be fit. Everybody would be muscled up and toned up. I know how hard it is. I can imagine how hard it is. It's very but, hard. Um, okay. So talk about you working through healing from depression, like your dark moments, because that's something taboo that black men really don't talk about. Yeah. Talk about healing from depression. I mean, I um, seen a video in uh, it was like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking I'm about it. To, do y'all want do y'all want the short answer or the long answer? Baby, it doesn't matter. Whatever you feel comfortable giving us, we trying to oh, heal somebody. Okay. <laughs> so, in order to in order to heal from depression, you have to first identify where it's coming from. Okay, uh-huh. depression, like every emotion, starts with thought. Yeah. Right. We can literally think ourselves in and out of a depression. It's not the situation, but it's how you view it, your perception of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So thoughts control emotions. Emotions control feelings. Feelings control actions. Actions determine your reality. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you reverse it all the way back, just change the way you think. Yeah. And so that's and it took it took it took. I was in depression for about about two years because. I just didn't want to be in the army anymore. But at the same time, you know, I have a wife, you know, I have a family. So it's like, do I risk everything to chase after a goal, to chase after a dream? You know, in the army or just the military in general, it traps you because first of all, I didn't know that there, um, that healthcare, dental and eyes are separate. I didn't know that there was yeah, in the army, it's all it's all in one. Yeah. So right. when, I, when I got close to getting out the first time, they was like, "Yeah, that you got to pay for that individual." I'm like, "Oh no, yeah, man. yeah." You know? so that that scared me right back in. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know? And so um, it just it just took a, it took a lot. It took it took for me to damn there not want to live anymore, yeah. and I, I mean that from the I would literally drive to work crying. Now, not because the job was hard. Army is really easy, right? And I've yeah. already been through war and all the other stuff. That was easy. Right. I would just, I would just look, it's like, yo, is this really my life? Is this mm-hmm. all it's going to be? Yeah, oh man. Because even as a kid, I never understood the concept of uh, go to college, mm-hmm. get a good paying job, get married, retire and then die it didn't oh my sense. gosh absolutely <laughs> it yeah. didn't make sense to me yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and my mother would um always say you know have a plan b have a plan b because as a kid all i wanted to do was play basketball that's it i'm like yo if i have to work for a living i want to do something that's fun right like all you teachers are telling me to go to school like y'all hate life like y'all yeah y'all they definitely did truth be told yeah. right so i'm yeah, like you, 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 know, you did and you're unhappy Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? It right. don't, and it still doesn't. <laughs> it still doesn't. It still doesn't, right? Yeah. 
And so, um, so honestly, I joined the army because I got hurt going into my senior year. And um, they told me that I could play basketball in the army and get paid for it, which is not a lie. It's actually true. You can um, join an all-army team, and that's all you do is play basketball, right? Okay. But like I said, what happened? I joined, deployed, 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 right? Uh-huh. And, and then life just happened, right? So um, how I – actually, let's go back a little bit, because how I got started on this journey of training was I was talking to um, a soldier of mine. And he had, he had a business, all this type of stuff, but, you know, life happened. He lost it all. He ended up joining the Army to restart. Actually, he's out the Army now doing his business again. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, I told him my goals were, he was like, yo, bro, you know, you can do it, right? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yo, you, you can do it. Like, you want to play ball? I was like 23, 24 at the time. He's like, yo, you can really do it. And it was different between, you know, your friends saying it or your yeah. parent or your son. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it resonated with you. Yeah, I, I, I believed him. Because my mother would say, yeah, son, you can do it, but just have a plan B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. she would yeah. me, but then plant that seed of doubt. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, had, okay, yeah. He had no doubt in his mind that I could do it. And so I actually went out there and I started training, but at this point, the love wasn't there for it anymore. Um, and I, I was just, I was at this point, I was so in love with training that I had stuck with that, right? But that is literally the catalyst that, that led me to it. But like with any any dream, it never works out the way you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so this is what led to the depression because I knew I could do it, but I was scared of a failing. Yeah. Yes. And this is the number one reason that people settle. This is the number one reason that people don't want to go out of their dreams because if you, once you know you can do something, you're held accountable. This right. is literally the definition of ignorance is bliss. Because if you don't believe you can do it, there's no pressure. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But now yeah. once you do it, it's stuck with you for life. This is why people, in like weight loss, people who want to lose weight, everybody knows they can lose weight. Yeah. Because we see it all the time. All so the time. You can't do it yourself. It drives you crazy. Yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah. But but if you join the body positivity movement and the um, health that ever size, not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. If you if you develop this mindset and accept this that oh i'm fine the way i am there's no more pressure gotcha okay mm-hmm. and pressure will either make you or break you it will it yeah. really will right yeah. so um yeah anyway but to fast forward when i get out of depression i just i i stopped i stopped caring i really stopped caring um and i just surrounded myself with, with nothing but but entrepreneurs and different, I mean, every, everybody who is from the guy who made Cheetos, right? This guy was a janitor, excuse me. And if you like, go fact check me on this. The guy who made hot Cheetos, he was a janitor that worked at Lay's. And long story short, his wife came with the recipe. He was so ignorant that he actually emailed or called the, the district manager in California and set up an interview. The guy was so was so shocked by his bravery, he took it. Long story short, he was a billionaire now, right? Um, wow. 
Prince, for example, was a janitor. You understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So like, I would just instead of reading about people's success, I would read about how how hard it was for them to do. You know, we all know the Tyler Perry story, slept in the yeah. car. We know the Steve Harvey story, slept in his car for three years. Um, the Oprah story. Like, you, I just kept going. You know, my my favorite rapper is Jay Z. Listening mm-hmm. to him say that he got told he'd know like eight different labels, you know, rest in peace to DMX. DMX yeah. eight years to get a record deal. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I and, do. Yeah, we do. And so I, I keep listening to these stories instead of doing what a lot of out of shape people do, just look at out of in shape people and it depresses you. Look at the people who are struggling and made it, not just the people who got surgery, got the, the brain right. or got uh-huh. like, don't look, don't look at them. They yeah. cheated. Yeah, they cheat. <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah, they yeah. And a lot of them come back to no, that's all the time. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, you just, you just, oh man, it's to answer your question again. To answer, to answer the second part of your question, as far as black men, and it's not just black men; it's men in general. Men in general, um, yes. A, a man, a man is not a man without a purpose. Yeah. And a man, if a man does not have his purpose. A woman is in trouble. Man. Because a man's purpose means more to him than a woman. Mm. It always will. Um, I'm, I'm not sure of you, you guys' religious background, but um, but I'm I'm a Christian, right? So I have a very Same. Christian mentality. Same. Okay, cool. Yes. So that's that's awesome. So we we can talk now. Um, right. Talk <laughs> um, if you, if you go to Genesis, what was what was the first command that God gave Adam? First thing that God gave Adam was to tend to the garden. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. I see the name of the God looked at the garden and uh-huh. said that we would work. So he created man. So okay. man and woman could have dominion over earth. Right. The first command that God gave Adam was to work. Then he said, it is not good for man to be alone. He needs a helpmate. And then woman came alone. Right. So if a man does not have his work, he will never feel complete and a woman will be in trouble. Right. Oh, that makes so much sense. It does. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is absolutely true. We can see that yeah. in the black community, you know. A lot. It's very prevalent. And that's yeah, what we it, 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 it is because oh man, we don't I don't I don't this can this can be five hours long, man. I know, right? Uh, no, no, it, it really can because No, it I goes, know we can good, yes. Yeah, it, it goes so deep. Because, how do, how do I put this delicately? Um, the household will, will always go as far as the man goes. Okay? Mm, and that's not, that's not to diminish a woman's role. But right. it's, it's, just, it's just the truth. It this is, is absolutely the truth. A black man has been attacked the way it has. Because if you, if you take out the head, the rest will fall it will fall. And that's what's been going on in our community because the black men are being hunted and the ones that aren't or the ones that are able to kind of fend for themselves, they still have a knock on them because it is like a perpetual thing. Like it is set up for you guys, for all of us, but mainly black men to not succeed. And the fact that you are and you found that niche 
is like a it, it it's it's to be commended. It's to be commended. It's like yes. a needle in a haystack nowadays, yeah. and, and that's why I really want you on the show because I seen it, and I'm just like, we need more of that in our community. Yeah, like to mm-hmm. see you know, and then you being young still, you know what I'm saying? Like you can do this. Yeah, but it's just like I feel like a lot of black men not down on them because I love I love y'all. Yeah. Um, I, I, what would we do without you guys? For real, for real. But I, it's like I feel like they don't have a drive or something. Like I don't know what what happens. You know, from high school to you know, you're a dude. So I, I want to know. I want to pick you yeah. up. So, so I'll, I'll tell you exactly I'll, exactly what happens. Um, how do you know how to drive a car if nobody teaches you? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, I I don't know my father at all. My mother raised me. Yeah. Um, but my mother, you know course back in the 90s strong strong black woman right yeah um, she raised me to be very very tough and very 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 self-sufficient now she didn't teach me this she showed it to me by her actions i grew up dirt poor shelters okay. my entire life right yeah but my mother never never let us like um never let us have that that poor mentality now she yeah. gave Horrible money habits, <laughs> but but as far as surviving, she yeah. always taught us to survive. Um, so the problem with a lot of men now is we don't have any role models. Yeah, we have no model to follow. Follow us as black people don't have a culture. We don't. Our culture is hip hop. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Oh, that gets on my last nerve. Yeah. It is. Our culture is is literally hip hop, um, and and kudos. We made something out of nothing, but yeah. we have to evolve. This is why I love Jay Z so much. When he says like, "Yo, we're, we're past marching, we're past kneeling. What do we do next?" Oh, we are. Yes. You know what I mean? We yeah. did that in the sixties, and, and and again, if you look at the sixties and the seventies, who did they kill? They didn't kill Rosa Parks. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. They killed no. Malcolm X. They killed. The leaders, yeah. The the, the male leaders. They cut the male leaders, you know, um, Fred Hampton. You know what I mean? So what happened was black women were forced to step up. Yeah. Right? Yep. The issue we have now is black women ain't about to step down. No. Yeah. So you have you have us men and women, black men and women competing. Against each other. Yes. I hate it. Yes. But I think it's, like you said, it stems from way back in the day, but it's also is that as a black woman speaking, you don't feel like, I, you know, I can trust you mm-hmm. with my life. I can trust you enough to take care of me. And so I think that's where that comes in because we had to take that, that stand. I was raised to be independent as well. Mom yeah. taught me the same yeah. thing. It's kind of like a, a role reversal where... Yeah. The women are more masculine, not not masculine as far as butch or you know yeah. anything like that. But the spirit of masculinity is in is like really rampant in the the black it's, it's, women. It's it's embedded. Um, my sisters have fallen into this 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 problem with their own relationships because they're so used to being in charge. Yeah. Um, my my wife has said the same thing to me that mm-hmm. that oh like literally me and my wife had this conversation all the time. And she says yeah. to me, like, oh, I'm just supposed to trust you. And it's... it's that thing's serious, man. Oh, it's, it's really... Serious. <laughs> and, and, and it's sad, but it's... But, it is but, sad. But, but, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. You really are, you know? And it's kind of like, we on this thing of, you got to show me then. 
And then I feel mm-hmm. like it's not fair to y'all to have to show us, but it's just like, how? How do we Well, okay, so, so, so here's the thing. This goes to, and I'm glad I'm talking to two, two women. Um, a man, again, a man's purpose is within his work, right? Yeah. A man's second purpose is to provide. Mm-hmm. It's hard to provide to a society of women who have been taught since Beyonce. Uh-huh. You know, before the single ladies thing, uh-huh. before, before it was all my women. Independent. <laughs> Yeah. When you listen to that, it's, and again, back then it was powerful. Yeah, was powerful, right? Who you calling a bitch? You and I, yeah. team, uh, really, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was powerful back then. Yeah, and it's yeah. killing us now. Yeah, it really is. Like, it is killing because, us now. Because what can I? What can I? If I can't provide for you, if you got a house, yeah, you got a car, you make more money than me. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Why do you need a man? Because we are the, you know, the, the feminine one. And so we do want, you know, the masculine energy around us. I want the love, the hugs, and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. You want it. You want it, but you don't need it. And if a man doesn't feel needed, then he's going to go to the white girl. He's going to go to the Italian girl. He's going to go to the Latino girl. He's going to go to the Asian girl. Wow. Because okay, wait. I just heard that though. When he wait, said, wait, wait. He no, said I have a question. Want it, but you mm-hmm. don't need it. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So being that um, he'll go to the other nations or the other nationalities, mm-hmm. you're saying that they are more. I'm married um, to a black woman, by the way. That's my point. No, <laughs> I, I see. I see my girl. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but um, they maybe. My question is, so they would be more submissive, maybe, or less masculine than the black woman. To where they no, can no, lead they're, them? they're, they're, they're um, or needy. basically not necessarily. Need, so men and women need each other. Right. They, we need, we need each other. But Absolutely. when black women in particular, and I don't want to speak in absolutes because yeah. it's not all black women. Right. A lot of black women have this mentality that I don't need a man. Yes. And I, now I'm not criticizing it per se because I get it because mm-hmm. that's a survival mechanism that y'all had to have. And yeah. in all honesty, if women didn't develop that mentality, we wouldn't have made it out of culture, as a culture. Really? Women yeah. had to accept that. Yeah, that's true. Y'all, y'all had to, you know what I mean? However, <laughs> now the, the importance is recognizing when to submit to a man. Mm-hmm. Because every man isn't worthy of being submitted to, and that's a fact. Correct. Amen. Yep. That is a fact. So with other nationalities, it's kind of a given. When, Mm -hmm. Because you look at Asian cultures, you look at um, Hispanic cultures, that that father, the grandpa, runs stuff at 90 still. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Right now. You know? Mm -hmm. Who, Who runs our culture? Big mama. Big mama. Yep. Yeah, mama, mama dear. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's, there. It's very, it's very few people who have a grandfather. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and then Absolutely. if you do got one, he ain't really doing nothing. Yeah, he ain't there. He ain't he there. He behind, there. you know, mama. Yeah, right exactly. then or something. Exactly. So yeah. men, especially black men, aren't being men anymore. Yeah. And women are still wearing two hats when they should be wearing one. 
Black Lives Matter. 
Oh my gosh. Whatever the hell his name is, saying yeah. Black Lives Matter. I yeah. told people if, if President Trump at the time would have said Black Lives Matter, I would have voted for him. Because I know he would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like we, us as, as Black individuals, this has always been going on for us. Yeah, always. You know, and you know what's messed up? I, I hate even saying this. If it wasn't for the pandemic, nothing would have happened. Nothing would have happened. We were Crazy. all at home. We were all at home, not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. So all we had to do was to watch that. Basically, yeah. Right. What's yeah. going on and, and all these talent shows. And right, right. It was like, oh, damn, that's messed up. Another one. Back to what I was doing. Let right. me go back. So, yeah. yeah, we didn't have no kind of like distractions. Gotcha. You see how God worked though? You see how God worked though? Yeah, he did. Awesome, man. He did. <laughs> see, see how God worked. So, yeah. so yeah. So, um, the, the point is going going back to the man thing. Uh, okay, wait a minute. I don't think you answered the question. So, when you okay. said about the black men going over to the other uh, races of women, oh yeah. Now, yeah. what's that point? Like, what is why, like, why do they what, do? Yeah. Why? Why yeah. do they do? Um, because we don't want to compete. So like, with the other the women, boys, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't. Okay, so for example, me and my, my best friend have this conversation all the time. The hardest thing in the world to do is to be a black man in America. Of course, absolutely. In the world, honestly, like it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. You know, um, so every day I have to go and prove myself. I have to work twice as hard to get half the pay, right? Yeah. Um, yes. I have to 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 talk with a certain vernacular. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You can't be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Job, right. Don't want to have earrings in. Don't want to have dreads on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to be accepted and yeah. provide for my family. Right. But then I gotta come home and still and still have and my fight. full my full armor on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no, I'm yeah. cool. I'm good. Yeah. It, it gets it, it, it gets <sighs> it, it gets exhausting. You know? Um, and really I understand hard. that. And I I feel like this. I feel like black men are not as understanding or compassionate when it comes to our struggle as black women. Yeah. Like, we'll put up with an abusive guy. I've seen it in my own household. You know, a man would be trash. You know, not just talking about you got trash women too. But a man would just be disrespectful. She on his wife, be on his wife, and she'll stay with him, stay with him because she loves him, because she sees the best in him. But then I hear you speaking on the other hand, saying that I don't want to fight with you. So, I ain't, I, so basically, I'm going to go somewhere else because I ain't got time to be dealing with you and your attitude. That's what I'm hearing coming out. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. And I, that's exactly what I'm saying. But it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Because cause here's the thing. And, and uh, I'm breaking guy code by saying this. Um, women don't know how much power they have. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't. That's true. That's a true statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a common joke that, that women, women have control over sex, but men have control over marriage. Mm. You know what I mean? Y'all can say yeah. no all day, but we can keep you as a side chick or the girlfriend for however long we want to. Wow, that makes that? a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my, my point, hey, it goes both ways. My point is that <laughs> if you as black women stopped accepting men with gold teeth, stopped accepting the gold, the, the drug dealers, stopped accepting the the hard, the, the, the thugs. Right. Men would, I, I promise you, 90% on the, about seventy percent of stuff that men do is for women. Right. If I when I used to, I still I still got both my ears are pierced. When I did that for women, it was popular. <laughs> when I wore jewelry, right. it was for y'all. When I put right. a sister in my car, it was for y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. What if y'all change the narrative? 
what mean, if, a lot of us you, are you changing the narrative. You can't date me unless your credit score is 750 or above. Right, right. And I feel like that's what we're in right now with the women, you know, us, us now. We are trying to better ourselves and getting help and trying to be more feminine. But it's like, where are the guys now? They're, they're not, there are no other guys seeming like you yeah. have, have done the work or doing the work like you are trying to find purpose and getting help and stuff like that. It's like, it's like it seems far and few in between because all you see is the, the, Okay, so exposure is very important. And if you, the, the, even though I grew up very, very poor, I was able to go to all white schools, right? So I, I went to ninth grade in um, Georgia and I saw uh, ninth graders driving Lexus to school, right? And then I went to Atlanta and I saw weed being sold on a bus at ninth grade. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So perfect example, I live in DC right now. I'm not that far from Leesburg, Virginia. Leesburg, Virginia is one of the richest counties in America. Okay? Okay. I went there to go buy a laptop about a month ago. Every house was like a mini mansion. There was no bus stops. There was no potholes. Of course not, yeah. Right? There was no homeless people. It was clean. Okay? Mm. If you grow up in that society, your next move as a child is to get a house that is the same or bigger right. than what you grew up in, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. You grew up in the hood. Your first thought, I need to get me an apartment. I didn't get right. me an Right. You know yeah. yeah. Our expectations are lower. Like yeah. the number one determining factor of your success in America is your area code. Wow. The area code that you were born in, that will predict how far you go in life. That is deep. <laughs> but when you, you really think about it, you, you'll see. No, yeah. You know, if you grow up in 90210, you're probably yeah. going to be pretty. You grow yeah. up in Silicon Valley. You know yeah. what I mean? You grow up in where I'm at right now, Southeast DC. You know, you might have a couple of Wale's, a couple of, you know what I mean? People that get out, but it's very few. Yeah. It's wow. very, very few, you know? So, so my point is that, um, and unless you're exposed, you don't out, you don't, you typically don't outgrow what you see. You don't. And all we've grown up seeing is rappers, entertainers, musicians. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Those are our role models. Yeah. Right? Like I remember being a kid watching Full House, and I'm like, yo, who lives like that? Who has a house like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they I mean? Do. Mm-hmm. Like, like it took for us to see, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm like, okay, of course, yeah, everybody has that that one rich person. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, um, I found more in common with Martin because he was in an apartment. Right. Right. That's where everybody you know, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's normal shit right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, it's just even 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 watching the white like watching Seven Heaven. And they got dogs. And they go I remember Seventh Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, watching Charmed, and I'm like, even Charmed. Yeah. 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 But see, look, I grew up in, I grew up before you guys. I was, I was, I'm a little older than you guys. But all sure. that we had were, like the Cindy Loppers mm-hmm. and the Madonnas. You remember them? Do you? I remember Cindy Loppers. Oh, okay. Okay, but that was our. Uh, <laughs> I know I'll be thinking you so little, okay? I'm also you must forget you know that. Okay. <laughs> but you know, that was our um ex- that was our 
experiences with white culture. And I'm like you, I grew up poor, but I also grew up in, uh, in, at a white school. It just so happened, middle school. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, in Houston, it's a suburb that I grew up in. So uh-huh. I resonate with that as well. I mean, pretty much what you're saying is the same thing, but we still didn't talk about the nationalities, or did we? He said that he what? said that basically the other uh, ladies from you know whatever they don't argue back like I guess okay. they, they let a man be a man I guess like they don't I mean this is just for me not to combative, I guess but this is for me so that I can go back to my husband because he says the same thing he says that's a good word combative yeah Bad they're, they're, not, they're not they're not combative um my husband probably would never talk to a uh, I mean like he'd probably slam dunk a white person or a, a, a Asian but he wouldn't uh marry them. Them. yeah he'll he'll get um, with them. So I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly not against, um, I'm not against interracial marriage or dating. Um, the most difficult part about interracial dating, especially when it's between a black and any other nationality, is that that other, whether it's a man marrying a woman or, or vice versa, that person's never going to fully understand. Like yeah, a white woman yeah. will never fully understand me or my plight. Never. Yeah. That's what I wanted you to get back to. I see we're going in full circle. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They would not be able to resonate with the other. Go ahead. No, no, they, they won't. They won't. The same way that I, I was, I, I, um, I have a mother. I was raised by women. This is why literally the majority of my clients are female. Because yeah. um, I just, I just, I get along with them really well. It's my personality. I, I love, I love women. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm married though. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I lost my whole train of thought. Uh, oh, so the same way that I, I resonate with women, I work with them all the time. I can never know what it's like to be in a, a woman's shoes. Right. I can't. I can't experience a cycle. I can't experience a baby. Right. I can't experience. Um, even though we're talking about the plight of black men, women in a lot of instances have it worse because you're a double minority. Yeah. You're black and you're a woman. And right? you're a woman. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so it's I, hard. I, I'm say that. It's hard. It's very hard. Right. It's very very hard. But Whenever someone says something is hard, I say, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we can cry, we can march, we can do something about right. it. Right. <laughs> so, nevertheless, um, what was the question again? I got off topic. Yes, me too. I just oh, love oh, it. Oh, just oh, women, white women, white women not understand. Yeah, they, they never will. They never will. But, um, it's just like what we were saying about just them being, I guess. Thing. Yeah, so, but here's the thing, though. Once a man reaches a certain level, mm-hmm. race don't like <laughs> it's so, so I'm having a revelation just talking about this. Go ahead, come on. Once a man in a, in a woman reaches a certain level, race no longer matters. That's crazy. Does that make sense? I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Oprah what do you mean? Oprah, so Oprah doesn't deal with discrimination. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. LeBron James doesn't deal. So people criticize Little Wayne all the time, but he really doesn't see it. He doesn't, does he? He's like really, literally, just doesn't see it. When like you reach bubble. a certain level, racism yeah. no longer matters to you. Yeah. So for black men, because you know it's always a black man gets on and leaves, then he goes to the white yeah. girl. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't need her to. Embrace the heart. He doesn't need her to embrace the struggle because he's not in the struggle no more. No more. Got yeah. you. Like I, I'm not black. I'm OJ. All he wants 
is someone that he doesn't have to compete with. Mm, nice. You see what I'm saying? So why don't we have these conversations with each other? Though that's my whole thing. We don't we don't never actually have a conversation like this with each other. You know, in relationships. I mean, like like you like saying now now you and your wife do, but I feel like a lot of us don't even stick in that long to say, hey, this is what I need from you as being my woman and okay. as my you know man. I need this from you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why we don't have these conversations. Because black people, if a black man isn't busy competing with another black with his woman, he's competing with every other black man. Yeah. Wow. Whose outfit is fresher? Yes. Oh, I can't stand. Who has yeah. the better car? Who has the better? Who has more money? Who yeah, has? Wow. We are boy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're co- we're literally crabs in a barrel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. I want y'all to go listen to, I want y'all to go listen to um, CeeLo Green, The Experience. Okay. Okay. I love CeeLo. Okay. Listen to The Experience. It is one of the greatest songs ever written. Okay. It talks about the the, the nigga mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then listen to Beautiful Skin by CeeLo because it talks about Black women and how y'all compete with each other. Think about it. y'all compete with each other. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, we know that. Oh, yeah, we live that. We live that right now. Even at, at 43, I deal with that right now as we speak. So, so y'all, so, so I don't even have to explain this no more. You, you, y'all see it clearly. Yeah. Who she thinks she is. Oh, she thinks she cute. Oh, he oh. thinks he oh, got money. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I should yeah. be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're always judging each other. Always. Instead of coming together on some unity type always. thing and just being able to compliment one another. But look, it's so deep. It's in, even in the family, within families, yeah. not just, Ooh. you know, just a, a stranger. stranger yeah. But it's within the family as well, as yeah. far as women. Uh, I'm sure and men too, but. No, it is. And the problem is that it's, it's portrayed in, in movies and television, okay? The re- excuse me. The reason that I. I'm so aware of all of this because I've traveled so much, right? So when I was in Korea, I ran into a Filipino lady. Um, or she, not, she, yeah, she's a lady. But anyway, she's my age at the time. Still is. Anyway, so she told me that Filipinos, her older generation of Filipinos didn't like Black people because of what they saw in movies. So mm. if you look at the history, because think about it, Hollywood for the longest time has been the rest of the world's view of us, of yeah. black of us. Yeah. So first we were ser- servants, right? Yeah. Then you go to the eighties. Now we're gangsters. With the eighties yeah. and the nineties, we're gangsters and we're thugs, right? Yeah. Even though we all love baby boy, right? Yeah. We all love. We all love boys in the hood. What message does that send to other people who don't know us? Yeah, a lot. Like like now, they think we're just twerkers with Megan Stallion Stallion and yeah, showing our shape our, like that. Everybody yeah. is is popping it for a pimp. That's yeah. what they think. Yeah. So so you have people like us who are who are well educated that can separate fact from fiction and, and can listen to those. Who because look, let's be honest, man. We grew up with with Luke and the Tula crew. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but we understood because I understood it. Like I, I could listen to 
to um, separate yourself yeah. from it. It's yeah. entertaining. I don't I have to live my life through these lyrics, but we live in, 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 a, in a generation where people are now listening to these rappers. And and they, yeah. The other day, you got money calls for those hoes, but they depressed. You know, what's that dude that uh, got killed? XX Extinction. Like, it's so many kids. Extentacion. That's him. He was so depressive. So you got kids that are listening to him and want to commit suicide. It's just, it's crazy. It's pro, like, ah. Yeah, it's programming, yeah. Radio programming. Television programming. Yes, it is. My life changed once I cut off everything. Yeah, you got to. Wow. I didn't know about the coronavirus until the NBA shut down. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. Um, I live. So y'all remember when the Capitol was attacked a couple mm-hmm. of months ago? Yeah. My best friend called me because he always called me for relationship problems. Like, yo, Dom, I know you. You know you. I know things are crazy right now. With the Capitol being attacked, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, bro, they attacked the Capitol. I'm like, who? Yeah. Trump supporters. They attacked the Capitol right now. So it's not playing. Oh shit, they're talking the Capitol right now. I, I like live that. 20 minutes from the Capitol. Wow. Oh, I love the disconnect. That's what I wanna I wanna do. I love that. I don't care. Oh, that is my favorite. I don't care I about nothing y'all doing because it's stupid. Oh. I, look, I get on my phone, I post my messages, and that's it. I barely even spam through my Instagram or anything like that. that. Like I can go a whole day without being on social media because I don't live for that. I love it. Because I know that it's a distraction. What do, what do you, like, I, I don't, I, I cannot stand the, the, whoever this is, whatever female did this first, I, I want to talk to her because I hate it. Whoever the first female that looked in the camera and did this and played with her hair. <laughs> yeah, the video, yeah. And now yeah. it's all, not all, but think. So who was the first woman that did it? I don't know. I had to be the first. <laughs> right? I'm scrolling through story and it's just you just and they'll pop out on your lips. Yeah. You know who I think it was? I think it was Kim Kardashian. It probably was. It probably was. It probably was. Actually, so I'm not gonna lie, I love Kim Kardashian. Yeah. You do I love Kim Kardashian. I loved Kim Kardashian. I love the whole Kardashian family. Yeah, why? Yeah, I did. I've never watched a single episode of the uh whatever that show is. I've never watched it. I love Okay, so why do you love them? Because one one, because Kim used her influence to free a lot of us. That's number one. And two, they, they, they literally, as much as people say they're not self-made, they really are. No, they are. Yeah. I mean, That's you can't the, really deny that. You can't deny that. Like, they, they are, they, <laughs> it's sad to say, they did what a lot of us should have done. Mm-hmm. Little Kim, little, my wife's telling me to take some songs too loud. Little oh, Kim. Hey, why? Tell her we said she, hi. She all, she all on the third floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Little Kim, Foxy Brown, um, Nikki, and now Cardi, Meg Thee Stallion, yeah. have all used sexually explicit lyrics to sell records. Yeah. In their bodies. Yeah. In their bodies. Kim Kardashian used a sex tape and became a billionaire. 
And it started it all. And I think everybody, like you said, kind of like piggyback off of that. You know, that you mean sex. everyone in her family or everyone? Everybody in else in this culture that oh. they kind of so like they said, like the making the stallions them and all that. You know, they kind of like right. stems from that same thing. So they sell, right? You know, I'm gonna talk to noise. People want to hear it, trash. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where nobody wants to hear it. Really, the truth. Even, yeah, you know. So yeah. again, because once once you understand who you really are, it's pressure. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel that. And I, I, I definitely I understand. It's pressure to be me. It's pressure. It's pressure for me to open my mouth and speak truth because well, normally when I say something to, to, to a person, they normally get quiet. I'd be like, yeah, they maybe look I shouldn't say it. Yeah. I mean, was I too deep when I said that? Like, hey, like, am I the dumb one? <laughs> you know, kind of like we are um, foreign. But about like we just like uh, pilgrims passing through. Is, is, oh, you know, okay. I, I feel like well, I'm when I'm you know, I just living here on Earth. I feel like I'm not like anybody. You know, and again, I love making stuff. This is my music here and stuff like that, but I don't let this stuff, you know, get me in. Hold on, hold on. What did, what did you say? You said you're not like anybody? I feel like I'm not like the generation of, of, of like people, of youngsters, you know, like really. Yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not supposed to be of this world, but from this world, but not of this world. It's a different. Right. Yeah. And it's like, God, I feel like God, my message is to try to teach people how not to be of this world. And sometimes like that pressure is, is really thick. Mm-hmm. So, so don't don't try to teach anybody anything. That's that's one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. Don't try to teach anybody anything, because number one, black people are very rebellious. Yes, man, Lord. we are rebellious people. Yes. And number two, none of us, black or white, nobody likes to be told what to do. Yep, you're right. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So you can't teach anybody anything, but you can make them think. And that's what I'm good at, making people think. Basically, okay, okay. To make somebody question themselves. Because this is, this is what I did. I, I, I read a book, um, oh my God, where is it? Uh, I'm so many, I'll find it later. But I, I read a book, uh, here, here it is. I read a book, Four Agreements, okay? Today I think I heard that before. What was it called? The Four Agreements. Okay. The Four Agreements. I read, uh-huh. a book I read this book. This book. This book. Kim, uh, told, I'm sorry. My friend yeah. just uh, read yeah. that book and she told me about certain issues. And one of them is don't take something personal. Is that uh, no, the book? No, no, no. no, it is. Yes, yes. That's not what I'm referring to, though, okay? Um, I read this book called The Four, Four Agreements and I studied under um, this preacher called, uh, well, he's, he's gone now, but Dr. Miles Monroe. I studied under him. Oh, I love Miles. I yeah. love him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this book talks about how every single thing that we do, how we think, how we're taught, is not our own thoughts. Right. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Right? And we live in a society based off ideas of dead men and women. Yes. (laughs) America, it's the truth. Oh, it is. I'm listening, yes. Yeah, our society society is literally structured off the the, the Constitution. Yeah. Whole bunch of dead white people. 250 yeah. years ago plus now, you know, yeah. right? So we're all taught how to think, right? So until, until oh, I don't want to get too deep with this. Until you question everything about yourself, you will never truly be yourself. Mm. Hmm. No, thanks. I had to do this. I had to say, yo, Dom, do you really like Grimm's? Do you really like Jordan's? Do you really like jewelry? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you do you really like 
I, I just question everything. And you know what I ended up with? Like, yeah, I like, I like, I like Jordans. Like, I like them. I like them a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. That's funny. Right. I mean, but that's a real question, though, because sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it, though. That was it. Like, what do y'all, y'all, you've been watching me for a while. When have you ever seen me with a pair of jeans on? Yeah, you all got your little, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what I wear. Patterns and your oh, little, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. I don't. But y'all know. And, and this again is kind of just to, to kind of segue a little bit. A lot of women won't talk to a guy who's in sweatpants and a t-shirt. He has to have on this, the that. Door, kind of, you got that little flashy and all this. Ugh. The drip, right? Yeah. So if, if that's the man, so women, black women, number one, I, I really hope that you begin to rise, raise your standards. Yeah. Because if y'all raise y'all standards, men will raise their standards as well. Yeah, I go ahead. Yeah, Man. yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm already married, so that's for you. No, and that's what I'm doing now. Like from dating crazy, you know. You can't dude. talk to me unless your credit score is 750 or above. Absolutely. You can't talk to me unless you own your own car. Got you. Sorry. You I'm sorry. Yeah. You when. I don't want a girl, but if I had a girl, <laughs> if I had a girl, you can't come see my daughter if you ain't got straight AIDS. Mm, I, I mean, yeah. So you have a boy, you have a baby have a boy, kid. or do you have yeah, any have kids at boy. all? Yeah, I got a baby boy. I got a baby boy, seven months. Okay, that's I so. Yeah, I, you can't. You just, you just can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? You raise that that standard. We have to raise our standards as people. Yeah. Personally, yeah, yeah. We have to get away from this hood. Mentality. Man, come on. I'm so tired of it. I'm so over so it. I can look this question is like getting so so good and I don't want us to just go over time. So um maybe you have to come back. Like a part two. I think we did. But uh maybe <laughs> a part two coming back and talk about some more stuff. I don't know. Time. Would you mind would you mind coming back for another this episode? This can be an entire series. Like for real. Yeah. I have so much to say to our people because Come on, me too. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I have more against our people than I do against the government. Come on. Yeah. That's it's me us. too. It's us. It's us. It's us. You know? It's the stupidity. Worrying about the wrong stuff. I love it. Coming against each other. So before you get out of here, because we want to mm -hmm. We might have to have a conversation sidebar and discuss it and probably do that serious, like tell whatever, and just kind of like just talk about it because I'm really serious about that. And and there's no holds barred. Yeah. And we can we can talk about whatever. This is this is our platform. Mm. Talk about whatever. And that's what yeah, we're I, on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell y'all why black man cheat. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell you why they cheat. Okay, so you want to give them the question at the end, or you want me to go ahead and give it to them? No. Okay, so. Before we get out of here, like she said, that's what our show is about. Like what you said, making folks think, you know, encouraging uh, people to do what they love. And one thing, you know, that I admire about you is that your passion for purpose and God. And so um, before we get out of here, I want you to encourage our uh, audio of to Step Out, you know. Talk you, to if you do not, if you do not discover why you're here, you will never live a, fulfill, a fulfilled life. Man, no. You need, every man and woman needs a purpose. 
if you don't have your purpose, then what are you doing? Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And if you want to find your purpose, you need to find a problem that you want to solve. Every mm -hmm. single problem is a business. Right. Every problem. And the genius people like the Steve Jobs create problems. We never needed an iPhone. No, right. we didn't. No. We don't, we don't need cell phones. Wow. But if I make you think you do, right. then you'll buy it. That's right. But there is a problem. Everybody is here to solve a problem and to influence. So you need to look at what area in your life that you want to influence. And you need to look at what problem that you want to solve. And then you get so good at it that people pay you for it. Wow. If you Great make yourself that. valuable, people will pay you to be yourself. Damn. I'm literally myself and I get paid to do it. That's a blessing. That's the goal though. Stop going blessing. to work and putting on a work face. Come on now. Stop oh, putting on the voice. Please, Lord. Be yourself. Know. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, that was thank awesome. you so much for Great coming advice. on the show. We're gonna have our sidebar about this little conversation, but okay. um, yeah, thank you. Y'all very welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, it was an honor. It really thank was. you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Also, anytime, just let me know. You gotta get on my schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because he booked the busy. You're girl. so busy. Yes, that's a blessing, guy. <laughs> yeah. But you have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all too. Okay, thank but you. Bye-bye. Get out of here. I have to extend the invitation to Christ, to any newbie, any OG, anybody who is familiar with God. Repeat after me. Father God, thank you for this day. Forgive us of our sins. Come into our heart. Be our Lord. Write our name in your book that we belong to you. We love you. We thank you. We ask you for wisdom for this life. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. So thank you all again for joining us. Um, another episode of Reality Shades. Bye, and we'll guys. see you guys next time.